Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 18th of July, the 199th day of 2022, giving us 166 days until 2023. Today in 64 AD, the Great Fire of Rome began under the Emperor Nero. Today in 1290, King Edward I ordered the expulsion of Jews from England, an edict that would remain in place for the next 350 years. Today in 1323, theologian Thomas Aquinas was proclaimed a saint by Pope John XXII in Avignon, France. Today in 1536, the English Parliament passed a law titled An Act Extinguishing the Authority of the Bishop of Rome, a.k.a. the Pope, as Henry VIII had become head of the Church of England. Today in 1938, Douglas Wrongway Corrigan arrived in Ireland after a 28-hour flight, having left New York, supposedly for California. And today we're especially happy for the monarch butterfly that paid a visit to our garden. Heavenward, high above the eastern horizon after sunset, is the constellation Cygnus the Swan, with its brightest star, Deneb, as one of the swan's tail feathers. To the right is the head of the swan, formed by Alberio, regarded as the most beautiful double star in the night skies. Looking along the length of Cygnus the Swan, we find the hazy cloud behind is our galaxy, the Milky Way. And this morning, before dawn, the waning gibbous moon kept company with Jupiter in the southeastern sky, a visit they will make tomorrow morning as well. A week ago, World Population Day was on the calendar, and the United Nations used the occasion to release a new report titled World Population Prospects 2022 which projects that Earth's human population will reach the 8 billion mark by November 15th this year, roughly four months away. The report is the 27th edition of United Nations Population Estimates and Projections that have been prepared by the Population Division of Economic and Social Affairs of the United Nations Secretariat. This latest edition suggests that India is on course to surpass China as the world's most populous country in 2023, and that Earth's collective human population could grow another half billion by 2030. Sound a little chancy? More folks on an already stressed planet? And speaking of chancy, the latest COVID Omicron subvariant, BA5, is raising heck in the United States accounting for 65% of new cases, with hospitalizations having doubled since May. Many current infections are repeat cases, and the number of COVID long haulers is on the rise, too. Of course, conversely, with institutionalized testing on the wane this summer, government health departments everywhere admit that many cases are going unreported because of the inability of agencies to monitor a population that is largely using at-home testing kits. The nasal swab method having a higher rate of false positive and false negative results than the spit method. At UMaine and Orono, for example, the spit testing that had gone smoothly for the spring and fall semesters of 2021 and the spring semester of 2022 was abruptly curtailed at the end of the semester during finals week. After that, my girlfriend and I have defaulted to much less regular nasal swab testing. 
So, sports fans, despite the behavior of many as if the pandemic is over, let's look at some current numbers. The U.S. to date has had 90 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21st, 2020. That means we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 561 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. Elsewhere in the world, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places. India with 44 million cases, Brazil with 34 million cases, France with 33 million cases, Germany with 30 million cases, the UK with 24 million cases, and Russia and South Korea tied at 19 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about two and a half years ago. The consolation is that, at least for the nonce, the numbers are slowing down in some places, but definitely not all. On the fatal front worldwide, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at sites such as Johns Hopkins, now at 6.4 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Data from other sources, including major media, reveal an average of 100,000 cases of COVID being announced each day in the U.S., and that the U.S. has sustained more than 2,000 deaths since last week. Not a huge number for some folks. Only an average of 300 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 11.9 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. And Patty White of Maine Public reported this past Friday that COVID-19 is now the third leading cause of death, right behind cancer and heart disease, in Maine. Today in 1921 in Cambridge, Ohio, John Glenn was born. Young John had been an honor student, a varsity letterman in three sports, a marine combat pilot in World War II in Korea, and then became a test pilot, which was his pathway to becoming one of the first batch of American astronauts, among whom, in 1959, he became the first American to orbit the Earth. His poise in, space, in, in the space capsule matched afterwards by his poise in front of television cameras, so much so that not many were surprised when his Ohio neighbors elected him senator in 1976. Biographer Ed Morrow points out that John Glenn's orbital predecessor in the American space race was the chimpanzee Enos, who orbited the Earth three times and who beforehand had been trained to operate a series of levers in response to light signals so that scientists could learn whether astronauts could later function in the same circumstances. An electric charge would be administered when Enos pulled the wrong lever. Unfortunately, the wiring had been bungled so that no matter what lever Enos pulled, he received a shock. Soon he was insanely furious, tearing apart everything he could in the space capsule and becoming more than a handful for his handlers when he emerged from the capsule back on Earth, where reporters insisted on taking pictures of the chimp whose arms were being pulled as wide as possible to avoid his gnashing, snarling teeth a pose which was characterized in the photo caption as Space Hero Enos, happy after space flight. When astronaut John Glenn was brought to the White House to meet President Kennedy, his three-year-old daughter Caroline was also in attendance and asked her dad and astronaut Glenn, where's the monkey? 
Today is also the birthday in 1635 English scientist Robert Hooke, in 1811 of British novelist William Makepeace Thackeray, in 1895 of American gangster George Machine Gun Kelly, in 1902 of American singer and actor Chill Wills, in 1913 of American comedian Red Skelton, in 1918 of South African activist and President Nelson Mandela, in 1939 of writer Hunter Thompson, in 1940 of American American actor James Brolin, in 1941 of American singer Martha Reeves, and in 1950 of British entrepreneur Richard Branson. For Moran O'Main, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the fifth week of summer.